You're listening to Behind the Mic on the Funnel Radio channel. Listen as Paul Roberts, Susan Finch, and Jim Obermeyer talk B2B podcasting tips for companies, speakers, authors, marketing teams, and the C-suite. Hey everyone, Susan Finch here, president of Funnel Media Group and today host of Behind the Mic, where we bring you tips on how to be a better and more successful podcast producer, host, and a better guest. Today we're going to talk about how to be a host people want to listen to. It's as much about the content as it is about your voice. Many times I hear hosts that think they can just randomly start talking And sometimes it's difficult to follow as they dart around taking tangents without ever completing a point or a thought. They may have a fabulous voice, but what am I gaining by listening? I almost need a whiteboard to draw pictures and take notes just to track what they're saying. That could just be me, but I don't think I'm alone in this. And my guess is you have also either been on webinars, meetings, podcasts, where you've had the same difficulty following somebody that you were so excited to listen to, but you really can't figure out what they're talking about. And then you have other hosts that are so organized, they don't even realize it. Their thoughts are tidy, in order, and they naturally speak in a logical order, providing a ton of helpful information. But their speech patterns, ambient noises, poor equipment make it difficult to hear their wisdom and insights. Both of these issues can be hedged off with a few simple tips. Let's start with the content. This gets back to that thing I asked you guys weeks and weeks ago, those five points you need to know before you buy the mic, before you commit to having a podcast. Why are you hosting a podcast? What is the goal? And furthermore, when you invite a guest, why did you invite that guest? What is the point you're always coming back to? You want to come back to why you started it every time. Whatever you talk about in an episode needs to kind of check back there to make sure, yeah, we did that. We're still there. Because if you take off too far in a different direction, the audience that you're building that looks forward to more information on your specific topic, you're going to lose them. And they'll lose interest in listening because it makes no sense to them. So here are four tips for keeping your content interesting. I'm going to say it again. Remember the name and overall goal of your show. This is always what you come back to to keep you on target with your audience. Make bullet points to stay on track, even during a monologue. You might think you know the topic just down. You are so familiar with it. You talk about it all the time. But sometimes we're so familiar with it, we forget that listeners may not be, and they need to be taken through in a logical order so they can follow along, keep up, and make use of your great information. If you have a guest, make sure they have the same points ahead of time so that they can think about their responses and how the conversation will go. They'll sound so much more confident. They'll be easy to listen to, and you'll have less editing to do later. You want to give them that basic show outline. Remember, if you're inviting a guest, be the gracious host. Make them look good. Make them feel welcome. Have them shine to whoever they might want to share this with. 
basic show outline email to them can be, hey, I can't wait till you're on my show, Joe. You're going to be wonderful. Remember, this is what we're going to be talking about. And list those points. If you'd like to add anything, let me know. And you can take them through what to expect during your shows. They may not have listened to any of your episodes. You would hope they would, so they kind of know your style, but not everybody has that kind of time. They just know you or trust you or like your show or somebody said you should be on their show. So they might not have done their homework. So you walk them through it. Joe, I'm going to introduce you with a line or two of your bio. It doesn't have to be long. They can learn more on your website or LinkedIn. Then we'll go through the first two points in the outline. At about the halfway mark, I'll let you know we're going to take a break. We'll leave a quick silence for commercial that I insert later. I'll reintroduce you so everybody knows what we're still talking about, and we'll continue the conversation. At the end, I'll let you know we're wrapping it up by asking you how people can reach you and if you have any parting advice on the topic, and that's it. Let me know if you have any questions. Letting them know that helps them to know what to expect and the timing. If you have a set time on it, we will be having a 25-minute overall episode once it's edited. So we're going to record for 35 minutes. Or we're just going to talk until we're done. We can always split it up into two episodes. Think about that. And if you are, when you record it, make sure you record that second intro for the second half to bring people back. It's so much easier doing it all at once. Or after you realize, oh my gosh, we talked for an hour and a half. You're going to have to split it up. So then you say, hey, this is a continuing conversation with my guest, you know, Joe Mackey. And we're talking about blah, blah. In the previous episode, we started the conversation about this. And today we're going to cover this. And there you go. And it's all recorded in all in one file. It makes it much easier for whomever's editing it for you and for you to stay on track and have everything handy and not, oh my gosh, I forgot to add that later. Let's get back to that content. Content needs to solve a problem for your audience. I suggest you tell them at the start of the episode what you will be covering, maybe even some of those bullet points you sent to your guest or the ones you have to remind yourself what you're going to be talking about so they know what to look forward to. Weave a relevant story or two within your episode. This serves a few purposes. It allows you to connect with your listeners as a human rather than just an expert. Our vulnerability is appealing to people. Stories should pull your own covers, relate to past work experiences, client wins, recoveries from when things didn't go well. Everybody wants to look for that happy ending, but they also like it when we stumble and fall. I mean, that's why old sight gags and pratfalls and things in comedy, in even silent movies, was so popular. People like to watch you fall, but they like to watch you get up too. They want to make sure you're okay. Stories are remembered. I know a couple of our hosts here on Funnel Radio always have memorable stories. Two that come to mind are Daryl Prale and Chris Beal. Oh, and Chris's co-host, Corey Frank. Chris has several he has told throughout his episodes of the Market Dominance Guys. One that stands out to me is the dog, the fence, and the bone. This is to give sales professionals the reminder that sometimes you need to take a step back and look at the bigger picture. The story is about his dog that he had as a child, the dog's inability to take a step back to see the opening in the fence. 
the dog could only try to get to the bone on the other side of the fence by whining and digging and trying to climb to no avail. But had he stepped back and noticed 15 feet on either side was an opening to easily get around and get to the bone, he would have solved his problem. When telling stories, though, I do caution against name dropping, especially without permission. And this includes companies. And if it would paint a less than positive picture about the person in the story, especially. Typically, a name won't drive the point home any better and will only make you look petty, especially if it's a negative story. Better to talk about your own failings and what you learned than to trounce on someone in your past, dead or alive. I will admit, I do tell some stories about my mom and dad that would make them wince if they were alive. But actually, my dad would just roll his eyes as he usually did when I told stories. Years ago, when my children were little, I wanted to give examples to them about tact, especially in public. I told them the story of their grandmother mortifying me at an Indian maiden meeting. It was like Indian guides. We were the Mohawk tribe. It's a mother-daughter type of organization where you dress up and you do service things and crafts and all these different activities. Well, as we were walking up to the door to get all signed up, a mother and daughter were coming out of that same home. The woman was bigger than my mom, who was always the same weight of 125 pounds after having six children. My tactless mother quite cheerily asked this woman when she was due. At seven years old, I shrank. Clearly, she was not pregnant. And this mom made it perfectly clear with a stern, I'm not pregnant, I'm fat reply. And I wanted to crawl back into the car and join Girl Scouts at that point, anything. It was such a clear picture of what not to do. It has stuck with my children to this day. And they are two of the most tactful teens I know. Let's move on to your voice. This may sound odd, but if you can, have a couple of slices of green apple before you speak. It will eliminate mouth clicks and noises. Mouth clicks are usually from being nervous. When we get nervous, it makes us dehydrated. And when we get dehydrated, our mouth gets dry and it clicks a lot. Stretch before you speak. It just makes everything even out and kind of relax. Smile when you speak. Unless it's some really serious topic and you need to furrow your brow, Try and smile. People can hear it, and it's more engaging. Don't take yourself too seriously. You aren't some speaker that people are paying tens of thousands of dollars to hear in a stadium. You have a podcast. You're being helpful. Get to the points. Tell them clearly. And be smile and humble. Physically be close to your mic, but not too close. 8 to 18 inches is good. I use a blue Yeti, and I'm usually 12 to 18 inches away. Test this ahead of time to find that sweet spot for your mic. And if you have to put tape on your desk or something to mark it, you want to make sure you're at the optimum distance, especially if you have a guest. You want your end especially to sound great. And that's your reminder, too. Do a sound check for your guest before you turn the recording on. Make sure you can hear them clearly and that your voices sound kind of even. It makes editing so much easier later. Keep your hands off your desk and papers, please. Sometimes we get excited and we're animated. We can hear you touching everything. We can hear clicks on your keyboard. You just think you're being sneaky, but we can still hear you typing. 
And there's nothing wrong with muting. If your guest is about to give a very long, detailed answer, it doesn't hurt to mute yourself just to make sure we don't get any extra sounds in there that nobody wants and you don't want to have to edit out. Same with your guest. If you're doing any type of break or monologue, wouldn't hurt them to do the same. It's okay to take that pause to hear the click on and off of a mic. That's an easy thing to find and edit. So let's get into your speech patterns. Are you monotone? That can be pretty dull to listen to no matter how wise you are. Do you speak too fast? I do many times, especially when I'm excited about a topic. It's really hard to understand me sometimes. I'll smear it all together because I can't wait to share the next point with you. But it doesn't do any good if you can't understand the previous point. How is your pacing? Vary it to keep it interesting where it fits the story and the topics. That's one of the benefits of storytelling. It changes the entire pace and tone of, of an episode because you are able to kind of pause from the inform, 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 educate, inform. Oh, let's take a breath and take a story. It's a great way to break it up. And if you want to, ask your guest about a story. And if you know them even better, you two might have a shared story that you can laugh about and banter about in between just to break up the pace and the content. People like a break. It's okay to thoughtfully slow down to let points sink in. Don't be afraid of a little bit of a pause, blank space. You don't need to be constantly talking. And sometimes as a natural conversation, we talk over each other and that's okay once in a while. But if it's an important point, you might wanna go back and say it again to make sure people could hear that particular point said by that one person. Let's talk about the um, likes, and you knows. You can't control your guest, but having them comfortable with the topics will cut down on these transitions. Again, white space is okay in conversation. This will also cut down on editing. If you leave them all in, your guest won't sound great and especially won't sound very knowledgeable. If you have these habits, break them now. You might not even realize how frequently you do it. And sometimes you don't do it often until somebody that you're speaking with does it, and then you both start doing it. You'd be surprised how much we can influence each other in a short period of time with our speech habits or bringing back bad habits that we've tried to lose. If you're monologuing, be sure to remember your own call to action at the end for your own content or upcoming product release, online event, whatever it is. Make sure though that that link is evergreen because people are gonna to listen to this episode way in the future. Somebody randomly might share one of your older episodes because they found something valuable in it that's still valuable even three, four years later. You wanna make sure that link will still take them somewhere. And this gets into site structures. Periodically, we all rebuild our websites. But when we do, we forget that link structures can change too or we get rid of old links. That evergreen link, make sure to make a note of it somewhere and always take your podcast people to the same page on your website. You can change the content there. And if for some reason the structure of your site totally changes, make sure you put in a 301 redirect. Ask your web nerd about that. That will make sure that even if they go there, it will redirect them to an active page in the new site structure. 
And this would include a domain as well. Because if you have a domain and you've changed it for your company, maybe you had a new company name, you got purchased by somebody, you're going to want to keep that domain if everything in your podcast links to it. Even if you just keep it for that one page, maybe you'll have that one domain redirect permanently to a specific new page within your new site. Consider a commercial in the middle, maybe for your guest, maybe for an, a nonprofit or special cause, maybe for you especially if your episode is more than 25 minutes. 30 seconds with a different voice can help wake everyone up and change the pace that we were talking about earlier. Now I'm going to get into some pet peeves and I'm trying not to rant, but I really want to caution you all. Watch these words that are frequently mispronounced. The word is especially, not especially. People always threw X's in for these, some of these words that start out with E-S, like escape, not escape. Espresso. This is the big one that happens all the time. Espresso. Not that it comes up in a lot of podcasts, but when it does, and even when you're out with people, it's not espresso. You might get it expressly fast, even that, no. Espresso. Et cetera, not X cetera. Athlete, not athlete. And here's one because my mom had this. I hear it all the time. And for me, it must stand out for that reason. The disease is Alzheimer's, not Alzheimer's, old timers, Alzheimer's, A-L-Z-H. I hear this one frequently too, especially in the real estate industry. The word is federal, not federal. And how many of you have heard tech support talk about clearing your cash? Cash is in browser cash or memory not cachet, which means prestige. Don't try and get all fancy. Probably, instead of probably. That's something that usually little kids do, but I hear it carried into 20 and 30 year olds as well. Here's one we're gonna have to agree to disagree. You know, the animated things people send in their text messages, animated, I still call them GIFs. It's technically a GIF, like the peanut butter. Steve Wilhite, who created the term, preferred GIF. Popular usage, though, is given the word a common mispronunciation similar to the sound of gift. GIF. I say GIF. Just always have. That's when I started out doing web design back in the 90s, and I just stuck with it because if he wanted it to be GIF, he should have put a J on it. And here are a couple of I'm guilty of. Hierarchy. Sometimes I get lazy and say hierarchy when we talk about the structure and organizational structure or processes. Remember, hierarchies go higher than you might think. So say higher, hierarchies, get it? The one is pronounced hierarchy, not hierarchy. And here's a word I'm fond of, and I say it all the time, persnickety. It's not, and I just actually learned that today. It's pernickety. I have no idea why. Pernickety. It's too pernickety to even mention this one. It's a Scottish word to which U.S. speakers always added the S over a century ago. Outside, everybody else says pernickety. Following these tips for your content and voice will increase your audience because people will understand what you're saying more, they'll get more value from it, and they'll want to share your show out more. So will your guests because you're going to make them look good by helping them avoid some of these crutches and to be better prepared to be a guest on your show. 
If you found this helpful, be sure to subscribe at FunnelRadioChannel.com. There's a subscribe form there and you'll get an update every time we post a new episode. We hope you'll join us. Be sure to check out all the episodes at FunnelRadio.com. You can be a part of our lineup on Thursdays, hear all the great content from all of our hosts. You will learn something every week, I promise. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. Again, this is Susan Finch. I've been your host for Behind the Mic. You've been listening to Behind the Mic on the Funnel Radio channel. Never miss an episode. Be sure to subscribe at FunnelRadioChannel.com or in your favorite podcast app, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Blueberry, TuneIn, and more.